0: Well, I'm not sure how to describe uh, our next segment. Um, it's got uh, marriage. It's got uh, finan. It's a financial relationship as well, not just a marital one. But it's also uh, it, it talks about our immigration authorities and how they handle cases like this, and including how money comes out of China as well. Uh, the The story itself uh, involves a Yingzi Chen and a wrong. Grand uh, he, and it was a case that was um, uh, that was presented here in British Columbia. Joining me now to talk a little bit about it and just the broader implications and and sort of the broader story it tells is John Green. He's a lawyer at John Michael Green Law Corporation. John, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Jeff. Hi. Well, uh, you tweeted about this case a few days ago, and and I read it, and I wanted to have you on the show to talk a little bit about it. Walk me through some of the basic, and our audience, some of the basics in regards to what happened.
1: Yeah. So it, it, Justice Branch was the judge on this case, and uh, and he's he writes interesting decisions, and they're always well researched. and And he his background he comes from uh, class action law, and he's dealt with financial frauds and things like that. And you can tell in this case. Uh, what he when he was sitting in front, or he had these uh, two plaintiff and defendant in front of him. He was just kind of in wonderment of uh, all the information that was coming out. And what he had was uh, two people that were married, and essentially the breakdown of that marriage. And it was the discussion about how all these assets uh, ended up, or, or were going to be divided up between the two of them, and really how uh, everything looked to be uh, fairly rigged, uh, either, uh, for, to help the one gentleman, uh, come into Canada and essentially purchase assets here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so he, he looked at, he looked at just the whole history of it and thought in you know, first thing, it was, it was an interesting matchmaker in the case was an immigration consultant in Vancouver. And that was the person that put them together. Uh, and then, and then there was some property purchases and it's kind of timely with, the uh, a lot of the discussion about the just the incredible price for property in vancouver but this one shows like she the the wife in this case uh ends up looks like being handed a fairly large amount of money by this gentleman in china and 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 she ends up going on purchases the property for for the family the two of them and and she's she's on for 99 percent, he's on for one percent because at that point uh, there couldn't be foreign purchases of property that uh, rules were changed. And so it sort of just draws a a picture of how people are trying to get around all this stuff now, uh, even though we've tried to put these rules in place and we're trying to, and th- this one didn't involve trust, but, you know, we have the trust rules now and, and they don't seem to be really working very well either yet. So it, it's uh, it, this, this I think was a case that just kind of illustrates that it's happening. It's, Even though everybody seems to be saying that they're going to do things to try and fix fix the situation, it's just not happening.
0: So in this case, it it highlights once again that opaque transactions uh, are occurring and people are buying up property in Vancouver, and it may be coming out of China or other places as well, that we still need to tighten our rules. And and to my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the the income that they declared while they're in this country is about $35,000?
1: Well, that's sort of the thing that I think Justice Branch looked at. That's seemed really quite quite odd. You have people that are buying large assets and uh, multi-million dollar assets that were declaring to the tax authorities in Canada that between the two of them, about thirty grand a year uh, over the last three or four years. So it sort of falls into that. A, a few years ago, there was there were studies that were looking at these areas of Vancouver where people, uh, where the tax people, the amount of taxes that people were paying in these very rich neighborhoods was virtually nothing Mm -hmm. it kind of shows how this may be happening um these people are just not not declaring anything and or they have these foreign sources of income that's simply not being caught by anyone here in canada
0: Mm-hmm. Uh and And in this case, I mean, you still need lawyers to help you. You still need immigration consultants to to help you. Uh, money that generally should be going into you know coming from banks as well in regards to money's being money's being transferred. It is a reminder, as you say, that we've got to toughen up some of these rules. As much as we think we have, there's more to be done.
1: Yeah, and well, and I think too, like Justice Branch, he didn't come out. He wasn't saying it in his decision, but you could see when these transactions were happening really the question that I was asking was there were there had to have been lawyers involved. Uh, there had to have been real estate agents involved. There had to have been banks involved potentially with some mortgages. They have an obligation and, and it seems like the law society is even getting tougher and, and really ratcheting it up. They have the obligation basically to look at these transactions and ask where this money's coming from. And, and if they're not doing it, uh, that's a problem. Um, and in this case, then you look at it and it seems like it probably there was some problems along the way there so i think there's definitely there's got to be a lot more oversight and somebody's got to start looking at this stuff there's there's a lot there's quite a few decisions from our courts and the supreme court where the judges have been looking at the sort of weird family relationships and they you can just tell it it was a marriage of convenience uh or there certainly it seems like a marriage of convenience, and. Uh, the question is, is what are our immigration officials and what are our uh, tax authorities
0: doing about it? I mean, I think you raise a very good point. I mean, we've spent so much time talking about um, the, um, the last inquiry here in British Columbia with uh, uh, the casino in Richmond, but so much of money that is transferred or, or, or working way through the system is through banking, which is federal, and 95% of the money laundering money would argue comes through the banking system. Then you add in yep. lawyers, bankers, real estate agents, immigration consultants. The system is still very right for the picking because at the end of the day the inquiry that we had looked at that particular issue uh, at, in a provincial context, there wasn't that federal broader scope that was probably needed.
1: It barely scratched the surface, that one. I, I mean, I watched a fair bit of it and and from, it, there were some really interesting days, but you could tell uh, uh, you could tell that a lot of the time the people that were speaking to these issues, they really needed to have a lot more input from uh, Fintrack, for example, is the mm-hmm. one that, that deals with a lot of the banking transactions and and I've had lawsuits, and where you know, we really it would be a good thing to be able to see what records were filed in relation to transactions at some of these uh, banks and at some of these lenders. You know, that keep them secret. It's uh, there's a good argument that those records should be easier to get uh, so that we can make sure that then uh, banks, lenders. The uh, real estate agents are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really seem like it, it is, really is happening very well. I'm sure there's some exceptional companies that that really are following the rules. But it, in Vancouver, it seems like money and real estate really kind of keeps people uh, doing what we've always been doing.
0: I think that's why we pay attention to interest rates so much, including today. That's for sure. Oh, John. yeah. No kidding. Eh? John, thanks for your time. Thanks, Josh. Have a good one.